Welcome to the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. As instructional coaches and school leaders, you have a challenge to guide continuous teacher growth that promotes student success. This podcast looks to support you with strategies from our experienced guests and insights that I've gathered across many years. I'm thrilled you're here. Thanks for listening. Teamwork makes the dream work. I found that quote on the branchingminds.com website where they list the following benefits of teachers collaborating. One, embedded professional development. Teachers observing each other and debriefing together can help each other learn in a highly contextualized way that is immediately applicable to their practice. Two, improve school culture. When teachers work in teams, it allows them to build meaningful relationships with their colleagues and gives them a sense of being a part of something bigger. That sense of belonging positively affects school culture, which of course can directly affect student learning. Three, increase time and efficiency. Teachers can facilitate the exchange of ideas and work together. Time is a teacher's most valuable resource, so anything that helps improve efficiencies is a win. Four, better use of data to guide decision-making. When analyzing data as a team, Trends can be identified and discussed at a deeper level. And finally, five, shared sense of responsibility. Teachers working together realize that they all have a responsibility to their students. Teaming is very valuable. But my finding is that many educators have a limited definition of team. What follows is a piece that I recorded earlier that works to define what it means to be teaching as a team. See what you think. Those of you who know uh, anything about my background in education know that I frequently describe that I was uh, vaccinated into teaching uh, on, on a team. Uh, All of the time in my uh, student teaching, my early years in teaching, were all uh, team-focused. I I began uh, student teaching in a laboratory school that had me uh, work in a classroom with the master teacher and student teachers and graduate assistants and visiting professors. I then spent time as a uh, uh, teaching fifth and sixth grade on a team, uh, four teachers with uh, 120 kids in one large room. Uh, after five years, I, I transferred from there to teach first grade, and I, I, I team taught with Diane, uh, a colleague, and it was always Diane and I in the room, frequently a, a student teacher and, uh, and a paraprofessional. As I began to work in professional development and travel uh, to schools around the country, I began to be amazed at how few teachers had a true introduction to team. Uh, Years back, I was working in a high school that got funded to create small learning communities. 
And when I announced to the staff that we had just gotten $500,000 and we were going to be able to work as teams, some teachers looked at me and said, give the money back. That's not enough to have to team with someone. So I went running off to uh, the middle school. I said, I'm not sure what's wrong with these secondary teachers that they're not into teaming, but let's go to middle schools. Middle schools were built on teams. And so I meet four sixth grade teachers, math, science, English, social studies. They share a group of kids. I find out that they've been teaming for three years, but they've never seen each other teach. So I said, okay, go over to the elementary school. You know, whatever they told elementary teachers to do, they're doing it. And so I, I, I joined five second grade teachers as they were walking down the hall to the second grade team meeting. And to my surprise, all of them were complaining about having to go to the meeting. And I said, ladies, why are you complaining? They said, we have too much work to do. And I said, well, what are you going to do at the meeting? And they said they didn't do any work. And so that kind of surprised me, caused me to scratch my head. And I understood from my background and experience that being on a team uh, can be inconvenient. Uh, Because I'm on a team, I may have to stay after school at 3.30 and do my planning because that's where my team members are. But it meant when I went home at night, I didn't have to take my planning home with me. When I was teaming with Diane and parent conferences were coming up, it meant you spent Friday at Diane or Saturday at Diane's house and Sunday at Steve's house because you got the conferences written. You you couldn't stay home by yourself and write them, but 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 they were finished. Well, a short time of sitting in that second grade team meeting, it struck me that I wasn't at a second grade team meeting. I was at a second grade franchise meeting. You see, each of those teachers owned a second grade. And once a week they met and they exchanged tips and strategies and they then went back and ran their own second grade. That's really the way a fast food franchise works. You might go to a franchise meeting, but you then go back and run your own store. You see, if those second grade teachers were truly on a team, and there's five teachers and 20 students in each of their classrooms, it would mean then that each of those teachers was responsible for the learning outcomes of 100 students. And when they met and had that time together, they would be sharing the responsibility of figuring out how each of those students could be successful. Well, that led me to create a continuum, a continuum that runs from teachers working as individuals to teachers working as franchise holders to teachers working as a team. Now, you know the folks you're working with are working as individuals when you hear them complaining about having to go to a team meeting. And the complaint usually sounds like this. This is my time I should be doing my work. Now make sure you understand there's nothing evil (laughs) about a statement like that. What that statement tells you is that that person is working from an individualized mindset, a singular responsibility for the success of the students that are in their classrooms. Now at some of those meetings you'll hear teachers do what I've called sharing. And some people believe that that when they're sharing, they're teaming. And I I, I wrote a blog that that you can search just by uh, sticking in the words sharing and teaming, that, 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 that sharing is nice, but it's a step pretty far removed yet from being a team. 
You see, if you come to a meeting and you talk about a difficulty a student in your class is having, uh, your other uh, team members may share ideas. But if you don't have any responsibility for using any of their ideas, if you have no responsibility for reporting back to them on what you did and what the outcome was, then you're really just being nice to each other. And that's a good thing, but it's a far step from getting to teaming. Now, when you move to franchise, teachers begin to plan things together, but they implement them separately. So I might join with my colleagues to come up with a common assessment that all of us give our students, but we're not looking at our lesson plans or we're not looking at the results even of, of those assessments of our students. Teachers make the first steps towards teaming when they begin to modify one of their individual behaviors to align with the rest of the team because they believe it's best for kids. And a, a solid example of that would be a, a, a freshman teacher in a high school who, if they were picking their own note-taking strategy to teach kids, it wouldn't be the one that the team has decided on. But I'll switch and use the one that the team has decided upon because I think it's better for kids to be reinforced by all of us working with that same strategy or process. That's a step into teaming. But true teaming comes when you accept shared responsibility for student learning outcomes. So those elementary teachers who are going to grade level meetings, they're truly a team if all the teachers are assuming they're responsible for the success of kids in all those classrooms. That middle school is really a team if the English teacher accepts responsibility for students' success in their math course. And that high school department is a team when the chemistry teacher believes that he or she is responsible for kids being successful in biology and that that science team uses that time to focus on all student success. As you look at the way your school is now operating, how many people are functioning as individuals? Where do you have groups beginning to function as franchise? And do you have some folks that are beginning to function as a team with shared responsibility? I believe it is the task of school leaders, and that's leaders at the administrative level and leaders at the teacher level, to continually move the school further and further along that continuum to becoming an effective team. And when you're functioning as a team, you're creating the greatest opportunity for student learning success. What's your read on the current sense of teaming across your faculty? What actions are you considering to take as a school teacher and administrator leader that would advance the teaming effectiveness? The Arizona State University Teachers College website for workforce education has many resources for building educator teams to increase student success. One message that I pulled from their site Quote, 
Collaboration between teachers takes trust and vulnerability. Highly effective educator teams don't leave that to chance. Take time to get to know the adults you'll be working with. Build relationships with intentionality. You'll find those resources at workforce.education.asu.edu. Intentionality. That's an important word. What decisions are you making in your planning, especially early in the school year, to build the trust and vulnerability for teacher collaboration? I'd be happy to be a thought partner as you explore your options. You can always reach me at barclaypd.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Steve Barkley, or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barclaypd.com.